Never give up. Never surrender. You're right to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Oh my, what a save. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, rewinders and new listeners, and maybe some termites to the Retro Rewind podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 146, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, Aaron Strauss, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, Peter Panda, The Feeling Film Podcast, and two other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and I predicted that Galaxy Quest would be a classic movie. Now, before we introduce our guests, here is your Francisco's flash announcements. Some extra boop boops for you guys. As some of you know, we we recently finished out the last block of five movies that you, the listeners, voted on by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. And now... We had the next block is finalized, and here are here are the next movies you will be hearing oh, us cover wow. on the show. And now, the the uh, scheduling may dictate that this order doesn't stay the same, but nevertheless, here are the next five movies uh, that you voted on for us to cover. The first one being Dragonheart, then Disney's animated The Jungle Book. Then Whoa. Greece with uh, you know John Travolta that musical. Then because mm-hmm. uh, apparently we need more Disney dog movies. One hundred and one Dalmatians. Hey, there you go. The sequel to your non prequel. <laughs> <laughs> and for number five, get set to have some fun. We'll bring you action and satisfaction. And satisfaction. The chipmunks. <laughs> We're oh, going to cool. be covering the chipmunk adventure. So those are your next wow, five movies. Right. If you want to vote on what the next five will be, you still ha- you're always able to do that by going to retrorewindpodcast.com/vote. You can also see the new the ne- the five newer movies that were added to the list. All right. Uh, so that was your Francisco's boop 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 flash announcement. Now I'd like to welcome you've heard him interrupt several times already, but he is my good friend Hi. and co-host Paul the Master Interrupter Powers. Hey Paul. Hey there. Hey, Paul. So I know the Siamese cats got out from our last show on Lay in the Tramp. Yeah. And they were getting the wires. And did they tear a hole in the ship? Is that why? And you're out there repairing well, it or something? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm out here transporting alongside the ship in this alien goo. Um. <laughs> oh, from Galaxy Quest. Yeah, we just picked that up. That's right. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure everything's okay with the ship because how often do we clean outside the ship? That's a good point. Yeah, you got you got whitewash the outside of these ship tombs. I don't know where I'm going with that, but thank you, Paul, for being out there. Uh, and yeah, that's our little shtick for why Paul's audio isn't quite now up to you par. You got me whitewashing. <laughs> what the heck? That's not what I meant at all. Oh my oh, god. Okay. 
Uh, I was referencing the Bible. We haven't offended Paul. anybody in a while. That's so true. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're past our quota. Anyway, Paul, what did you predict? Yes. Actually, no, before your prediction, here is your trivial okay. question. Oh, good. Although Alan Rickman hated sci-fi as a genre, he could not resist taking part in, the, in this film, Galaxy Quest, as he found the material so funny. Paul? Oh, good. Is there any film genre film genre you really despise yes uh bloody slasher horror oh okay horror horror so not not necessarily uh like not, thriller but not just like when the it's suspense uh, yeah or godzilla monster horror i don't know why godzilla's in the horror <laughs> section but um but yeah anything that's gory or anything like that is a no-no for me is a no-no for you okay Fair enough. And what was your prediction for Galaxy Quest? I predicted Galaxy Quest before rewatching it this time. A classic. A classic. Okay. So that means you would suggest people go out and see it, whether or not you've seen it before. Well, your prediction. Before the pre prediction. Yes. Yeah, that may yes. change. Now we'd like to welcome yeah. back to the show. She's been on several times before. Uh, friend of the show and Paul's mom, Deb Powers. Hey, Deb, how are you doing? Hi guys, how are you doing? Doing quite well. Fantastic. Fantastic. Because <laughs> it's you know a bunch of fans. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm a big know, fan of the this convention. Movie. You know. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, Deb, this is this time on the show actually marks your sixth time being on the Retro Rewind podcast. Which do you know what that? Do you know what that means? I hope you it get needs to clean promotion. the outside. <laughs> <laughs> you get to clean the outside, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. You are promoted to chief. Congratulations. And I waited a long time for that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're the same ranking as Chief O'Brien. All righty then. <laughs> now, Deb, I, I don't think we ever established what area of the ship you would like to uh, help uh, be a chief of or be a shipman previously. So we have openings in the galley. We have openings in the communications. That could be another one since I know you do some like linguistic stuff for your work. So that's a possibility too. Uh, but what department would you like to be in? I would like to be in communications. All right. So chief communicator, Deb Powers. All right. Congratulations again on your promotion, Deb. Now, here is your trivial question for Galaxy Quest. The film proved quite popular with Star Trek fans. At the 2013 Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, it received enough support in Star Trek film ranking and was included with the 12 Star Trek films that had been released at that time on the voting ballot. The fans at the convention ranked it the seventh best Star Trek film. So Deb, wow! I don't know. I know you go to Star Trek conventions. I don't know if you were at the 2013 yeah, I, one. I think I was. I think we went to that one. That's awesome. But, but they have they have different uh, venues going on at different times. Uh huh. So I don't think time. I yeah. was. Yeah, I don't think I was part of that particular venue at that time. Uh, well, now I was at the convention, but. But not part of that voting. Gotcha. Missed it by that much. <laughs> <laughs> but now is your chance to set the record straight, kind of. How would you? Where would you place Galaxy Quest? And it's now thirteen Star Trek films, so fourteen if you include Galaxy Quest. What? How would you rank it? 
one being the best. Well, wait, well, definitely above Star Trek V. Everything is above Star Trek V. <laughs> All right, so 13. 13, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the new movies, with the new cast, those are really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm such a big fan of the original shows that maybe I would put it like, well... Maybe Insurrection, not so much, and Nemesis, not so much. So before those. Okay. So maybe like eight or, or like, yeah, around seven or seven? eight, maybe. All right. Yeah. Wow. That works. Very cool. Awesome, awesome. Well, Deb, uh, given that, I would imagine your prediction is classic, but what is your prediction for Galaxy Quest before you rewatched yes, it? Before I watched this movie, it was classic. Classic. So we have we had high hopes for this movie going in. Uh, before we rewatch it, Paul, will you enter our course for Alice and we'll get it, get into the deep dive of what we thought of this movie when we rewatched it. All right, Alice, let's have a round table discussion on the movie galaxy quest, including the top three things that we each liked and the top three things that we each didn't like. And we'll come back for some feedback and announcements. Got that, Alice? Oh, wait, did we already oh. have the announcements as far as your boop, 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 flash? We have more announcements. Well, kind of. Oh, right. <laughs> that was an alert. An alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. Own this best-selling DVD. These actors are the sons of Warband. I shall avenge you. Are now outer space heroes. Look at where we are in space. Whoa! It's the theatrical hit that gets two thumbs up from Roger Ebert and the movies. I think we're the green thingy. Oh, like you know! And critics everywhere are calling it fast and funny. A hilarious blast. You look like little children. Hi, little guy. Galaxy Quest is one great disc. Own it on DVD today. That's right. It's one great disc, but does that disc... Um, does did the, did the did the laser <laughs> um, imprint what? on our brains memories that I can't would tell what's going on inside? <laughs> Something's good. <laughs> Paul, get back to patching that hole while I uh, read oh, our memory sorry. mind meld synopsis for Galaxy Quest. Okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's been a while since the actors of the sci-fi TV show Galaxy Quest were at the top of their popularity. We meet up uh, with Tim Allen, the lead of a now-defunct Star Trek-like show, and his former TV show Starship crew on the convention circuit. The cast is recruited by, unbeknownst to them, real-life aliens to help them beat their enemies. After being goo-warped to the termite ship, Tim Allen decides to help them and gets the rest of the actors from his show to help. The actors join for the adventure of their life. Upon arrival, the crew realizes that the aliens are real and have recreated their TV show ship and technology from reruns the aliens thought were, were real historical records from Earth. The crew helps the aliens fight their enemies going through various life-threatening situations. So after adventure, escape, and confession, the Galaxy Quest crew finally succeed in beating the bad aliens and get home with the help of a few diehard fans from Earth. And a big thanks to the Warren Cheswick experience, who helped them before he went on <laughs> the Edge show. <laughs> the cast of Galaxy Quest win the day because they never give up, never surrender. Then the TV show and the crew make a long-desired comeback, and the, shoe and the show boasting an updated new look, giving the actors a revitalized acting life. 
I can't. I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's anything in there that wasn't actually real. There is, oh. just to be technical, and that's because the aliens didn't recruit the crew at the circuit. It was just Tim Allen. Aha! Uh-huh. It's enough. We have to be. We got got to play that at any chance you can. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yes, we were a little picky there. Uh, And, Paul, what technical details did you pick out for us to know about Galaxy Quest? Technically, the Warren Cheswick experience was not in this movie, but beyond that. Well, Justin Long, who is the Warren Cheswick experience, is. So, there you go. All right, fine. Let's see. The movie Galaxy Quest. It looks like I reviewed the right one this time. Sorry. Oh, phew. Uh, <laughs> oh, finally. <laughs> it's rated PG, runs an hour and 42 minutes, and was released on Christmas Day, December 25th, 1999, in theaters. It uh, is directed by, does anybody know? No. I, D- I, I read the director's name, but didn't didn't recognize him. Yeah, he's exactly. Done, he hasn't done much. He's done a couple movies. Red is probably his other biggest movie, but that's about yeah. it. Yeah, Dean Dean Parasot, or however you pronounce his last name, it could be Pariso, whatever. Um, so watch out for him in, in the future Star Wars movies as Disney <laughs> keeps <laughs> releasing those. Uh, the film uh, stars uh, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub. Well, you know the monk and uh and oscar winning sam rockwell and many others in this film yeah and actually some of those uh actors have been in in other movies we've covered on the podcast for instance tim allen yeah really tim allen was Uh jason nesmith (laughs) in galaxy quest and also uh scott calvin slash santa claus in the santa claus which we covered at retro rewind podcast.com slash 136 and he voiced of course buzz lightyear in toy story which is at 100 slash 116 alan rickman played alexander dane slash dr lazarus and uh was also share the sheriff of nottingham in robin hood prince of thieves which we covered way back in episode 25 so slash 25 uh, Sam Rockwell portrayed Guy Fliegman. Fliegman? Fliegman? Close enough. Well, yeah. And was it also was Guy for most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also the head thug in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we covered in Slash 43. Finally, Patrick Breen was the Thermian Quellic. I think he is the one who was uh, sort of at the side of Alan Rickman's Alexander, Alexander Dane. And he was oh, also. the guy who died? Yes, exactly. And he was also the desk manager in Beverly Hills Ninja, which was slash 44. Oh, wow. So, wow. Wow. You need to revisit that one. No, you really don't. Uh, but any other technical details, Paul? Like how how this movie do at the box office? Okay. The budget of this film was $45 million and went on to gross over $90 million worldwide. Oh, well done. That's not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah. Almost doubled. Almost. In fact, more. <laughs> All right. So uh, this film is in the sci-fi comedy. So out of all the sci-fi comedies in the U.S. from 1982 going forward, hmm. in the box office, where do you think this movie ranked out of 73 films that are considered sci-fi comedy? Ooh. Uh, where you? I'll let you guess first, Deb. 
Good I, guess. I'm going to... Oh, well, that's a good guess. Then I shall guess six. You should have went the other way. Dang it was it. nine. <laughs> oh. Men good job, in Black Jack. was number one. Men in Black. What was number two? Men in Black 2. Guess what yeah. number three is? Men in Black 3. Men in Black 3. Yeah, <laughs> but number four is a movie we've actually covered, and most people don't think of it as sci-fi comedy. Really? But it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah, but oh. I could see it as, as well, a sci-fi comedy, uh, but more family, yeah. I suppose. Rick Moranis is a comedian, so obviously this is a comedy, guys. Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't know it was sci-fi, because obviously shrinking people is true. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon just did it, right? Yeah, I, I've heard. I haven't <laughs> witnessed it. Okay, continue, Paul. Apparently it's, oh, the only other uh, thing I have is out of all the sci-fi adventure movies, if you want to guess that. We did sci-fi comedy. How about sci-fi oh. adventure? And how many How many and do we have? Out of 92. 92. Uh, I'm going to guess 50. This includes... Mo- 50? Yeah. Okay. Five zero. Five zero. How about you, Doug? And mom? Um, out of all the sci fi movies? Out of all the sci fi adventure movies, yes. Out Where? of there's ninety two of them. Oh my. Um forty. Good guess, but Francisco was spot on. What? Five really? Zero. Oh wow. wow Francisco. <laughs> Pat myself on Good the back. Job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, I did not look that up. I swear I just pulled that out of nowhere. Uh, out of uh, a black hole, in fact. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah, that Paul. was weird, huh? <laughs> Why didn't they call it a wormhole? It was obviously a wormhole. It was a wormhole, anyway. but we're, we're done with the technicals, Paul. Now let's actually get yes, into the things we really liked about Galaxy Quest. And let's start with our guest, Deb. What's one thing you liked about this movie? Um. The thing that I the the first thing I like about this movie is there's so many memorable things about it. There's quotable lines. Mm. There's a theme song. There's a theme. You know, there's a theme. Uh, a tagline: "Never give up. Never surrender." That's true. Yeah, I didn't think most. It- Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, there's a catchphrase. There's a, a memorable theme. Francisco, this movie finally has a memorable theme, <laughs> right? Jeez, it's been forever. And and I specifically paid attention when I first turned it on to watch it because I thought Paul's going to be looking for a scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and as soon as I turned it on, I said, "Anybody listening to that theme song will know this is Galaxy oh, Quest." Oh, totally. And I could probably just hum it at the drop of the hat if someone really uh, pressured me into it. So yeah, it's it is okay. A, so pressure, pressure, pressure. Dun, 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 he quoted one of the aliens' lines really? in a situation that really fit. Something oh, like, wow. Something like, you are our last hope. You know? <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. I love that. I was so blown away when he first said, when he, I don't know if it was that line or one of his other lines, yeah, yeah. but it was, and I was like, 
oh my gosh, where's that from? Where's that from? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then so when you remembered, did you laugh and go, ah, I lied, I lied, I lied. I should have done that. Oh my gosh, I should have oh done gosh. that. That yes, they, is amazing. Um, yeah, so that, that was, uh, and if you, um, I don't know if you listen all the way to the very, very end of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but at the very, very end, it says... After the credits? Yeah. Yes, after the credits. It says, never give up, never surrender. And if I if I remember right, it was Mathazar that said it. Yeah, that... Never, I, never surrender. I couldn't oh, hear it, but I saw that in my um, closed captioning that said that. Oh. No, see, need, I, no, no need to blow us away, Paul, it. so... Just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I know. Just blown away oh, myself. wait. Is, are we leaking oxygen? This, so are we leaking oxygen? Is that? Did you like cut, open up a new hole or something? Maybe. How's this? We heard. We heard static. So we were. We were worried about you, Paul. Yeah, is your life still connected? <laughs> no, Am I guess. Am I coming in clear? Okay, you're good yes, now. Yes, you're coming in. So clear, in fact, why don't you give us your like, uh, one of your likes for Galaxy Quest? Okay. The production design in this movie was stellar and on point. The costumes and the details and the makeup effects were uh, above what I expected for a comedy sci-fi film. Usually Mm. they're cheap and rubbery. all, and the special effects, like when they're out in space, it looks like space out there. It's just the level of detail throughout this film was top notch the whole way through, which is more than you expect out of a comedy. Oh, totally. So, yeah. And I was really impressed by all that. I was too. It definitely held up. And <clears throat> um, my that was one of my likes as well. Just but more more. Uh, uh, focused on just the makeup effects for like Ceres mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, the, definitely. the yeah. Thermian aliens too. And actually, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I shouldn't be super surprised by that because it was uh, Stan Winston Studios who did oh, really? the Terminator, like the T-800, the, uh, yeah. the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. I mean, they the Predator. So they... They got their stuff together, so it, it's not. So, it's just like another example of the excellence produced by Stan Winston. So, uh, well, it's a good I, job, unknown director. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I should say I don't know if it was if it was if Stan Winston had passed away by that point. So it may have just been his studio, oh, yeah. but but regardless, but still they yeah. did a great job. Yeah, and especially I'm surprised they put that much money and time into what most people would say oh it's just a comedy you know we Mm. can put in half the budget and still get away with it you know exactly yeah yeah that's really appreciated yeah i thought the actor did an excellent job yeah and he's actually passed away since oh really oh really i I think behind that makeup it's easy to get lost or you know yeah but and but i thought he his voice uh, did an excellent job. He did an excellent job, at least of voice acting. I don't know if there were uh, mechanical people controlling his emotions. I, he did that, you know? I would imagine both. Pro- probably a mix of both. Did you know, though, yeah, that but I th- um, he played uh, Warren Cheswick, um, Justin Long, 
the kid, Long. his dad. So when you see his two parents on the couch, it's oh, the dad reading the newspaper. According to IMDb trivia, that's, oh, that's wow. the, the actor who played That's Sarah's. the actor that played the villain? Yeah, that's I know, cool. right? Yeah. Wait, what a range. <laughs> uh-huh, totally. Oh, my. <laughs> what a savings. Um, but one of the, I, I was listening to the extras on the DVD. And, oh, cheater. Uh, <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> you guys do that all the time. Yeah, yeah what are you talking you're, about? You're supposed to. So you and the uh, yeah. and it, they really, because it was kind of like a love letter to Star Trek and similar shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were trying to... Um, they were lovingly spoofing it, and they they wanted to, um, they wanted to honor that that genre by doing a very good job with the you know with the special effects and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, they so that that was one of succeeded. the motivations. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely yeah, achieved that. Yeah, when Tim Allen's standing there in the goo and he's looking it out out in space, you're like, wow, that's. Yeah, that that was a really beautiful shot of outer space. Sometimes that's very minimalistic. It's just stars and maybe one planet, but that was like a whole galaxy and stuff. And it it was a bit like a, a computer wallpaper <laughs> rather than an actual <laughs> it shot. Looked good. It, yeah, it definitely looked good. It looked like wow, that's just amazing. The majesty of that. Uh, yeah. Let's go uh, back to you, Deb. What's another thing you liked? Um, the other thing I liked was I loved the casting in this. Mm, I yes. just I loved all. I mean, Tim Allen was <laughs> was Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> he um, and he said, at which um, in an interview um, on on the extras I watched, he said he want he has always wanted to be a starship captain. Oh, and cool! He, and I was like, oh my gosh, who would have thought? And then. And he said he got to play the role, and that's why he he just loved every minute, and he kind of threw himself into Aww, the part. I and, love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, and they really they really got the convention down pat as far as how they they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I you managed to get your shirt off again. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I loved uh, that Sigourney Weaver played, in, instead of playing a really tough, um, a, a tough woman astronaut girl in space, she, you know, she was the, she was the airless, she loved it. She said it was so opposite of her character, Ripley, she, she really, sometimes she would wear the blonde wig everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. And my, my other like is very similar. Again, I, I mainly focused on, I loved Alan Rickman's just disgruntled demeanor yeah. about everything. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He, I mean, the, the a certain actors can't do that. Well, it just drag. I mean, you just feel depressed, but he yeah. just did with such, I don't know, such uh such a, I don't want to say a wink in his eye, like to the audience, but just so matter of factly. I don't yeah. know how he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was just that he was always wearing his uh, makeup cap on and something about that was just instantly humorous that he would just wear that. I was like, I'm so um, 
I'm such a method actor that I'm going to have this on regardless. Yeah. Uh, and also Sam Rockwell, I just he was just oh, yeah. so fun, such a uh, yeah, the I, comic relief. Yeah, and I love yeah. that he questioned like, "Why are you opening the door? How do you know there's air? You don't know it's an alien planet." Just <laughs> stuff like that, calling out, uh, almost sort of breaking the fourth wall for what the show w- would be doing. I I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, I, I think one of the things that um, that that make this movie so good is that the characters are, are very relatable. You can really, it's kind of like, this is how you would act or you would feel if you were in their shoes. Yeah. And, um, and you can you can just feel Alan Rickman's pain as he's opening the shopping center <laughs> what saying sa- his line what by grab Sar's hammer yeah. what a savings <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has man I didn't realize he had such good comedic timing I don't really rec- I know yeah. he's in love actually which I've never seen and I think that's sort of a romantic comedy but I haven't I haven't but he's, seen he doesn't play a humorous role in that oh uh, okay so I I I can't. Do you guys know of any other other movies where he was? Like, Not in humor. He's yeah. he's always done drama, especially the bad guys. Yeah, like I guess. Under, and of course, you know, I Die guess Hard. the sheriff it was kind of humorous because it's a yeah dull the, you twitched will hurt more. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that's probably closest. I, I'm I'm struggling to find. Boy, I have to see Dogma again. I oh I, yeah. I, I, I feel like he's way I'm, serious I'm, in Dogma for what, from what I remember. But yeah, I regardless, uh, Paul, why don't you give us one more thing you liked? Then we'll hit up, get into our classic makers. Um. All right. One more thing I liked was uh, basically the humor that you were mentioning before. But it seemed like every member of the cast had their moments of humor. It was yes. just I. Yeah. It, it was. It's hard to say that Sam Rockwell was was the uh, was the comic relief when everybody. <laughs> yeah, had moments, for sure. You know. Yeah. And, and so that's really nice to see that. And I thought the humor was really well done, and uh, sometimes a little bit over the top with the aliens, you know, silly stuff. But uh, I just thought the humor in it made it that much better, more enjoyable of a movie. Yeah, and that's pretty much Ryan keeping with my classic maker, Paul. So thanks for setting me up there. Uh, but You're I, welcome. I, there's just so many laugh out loud, laugh out loud moments for me, and especially yeah. in comedies, which I've seen a ton of time before, like lots of times before. This is certainly not only my second time seeing this. I've seen this movie several times throughout my life, and man, I just I I was surprised that I was laughing out loud through several yeah. of this, several of the, I, the I jokes will- and. I will say that uh, if you do watch this, it's kind of like the thing with Spaceballs. If you watch it too much, much. you kind of get dull Uh to it. Um, But like for me, it it had been a while since I seen this. So it's good. Every so often, it's kind of like a a fine wine. (laughs) It really enjoyed more when you give it a little bit of time. You don't have to wait like... 10 or 20 years, like some of the movies we've covered. Yeah. But, uh, I'd say it's probably been a a couple years for me. So not that long. Uh, but yeah, but in addition, it wasn't just that it was their laugh out loud moments, but that 
kind of also what you were saying, Paul. All the characters just I felt like they had so much heart, and like Deb was saying, you could really connect with, or maybe it was you, Paul. I forget. Yeah. But you could really just connect with these people. They felt real. They felt like uh, you could be them. So I, I, it was yeah. really remarkable that way. I, well, so that's why that it's my goes, class maker. That goes that's right into my, my class maker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Let me go first, because mine is what you guys already said, and I think because they are so memorable, each character is because of the cast. Yeah. You have the, you had the right yeah. people playing these parts, and if I think if you had uh, not as good or memorable actors, it wouldn't have uh, done as well. So, How, however... Well, Uh-oh, here we go. Well, I, I, small, here's the thing with that, though, and I didn't put this in my dislikes because it was very minimalist, very... Very, very slight, but I feel like the the character, the actors they chose, they're so much in their role or of their role, or I'm not sure how to phrase that. But I just refer to it as like that's Tim Mountain, that's Sigourney Weaver, that's Sam Rockwell, um, that's no. Alan Rickman. I don't really Alexander Dane. What's his real name? Uh, Lazarus. Okay, what's what's I can't remember. Um, Tim Allen, I know he's John, Jonathan Nesmith, but I don't know his actual like show name. I don't remember uh, yeah. Scoring Weaver's name, Gwen, but then something else. I, so so yeah. I feel like... Th- How about Guy? <laughs> isn't it just Guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know what? Uh, to, to a good point, Francisco, but... I think it. I think the fact that you don't remember exactly what their names are, mm-hmm. it's because they're they're representing the whole genre. It doesn't really matter oh, what their name is. That's you know, actually it, that's a good point. It, it, yeah, that character type. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Captain, it's Captain Taggart, but it could be oh. any captain, and it's the it's the communications lady. It could be anybody. Yeah. Okay. You know? Exactly. Good it, point. It really doesn't matter what their character names are. I hey, hey know, guys, it, I, I'm an engineer <laughs> down here. <laughs> okay, Monk. Uh, that's an excellent point, Deb. I think just for people that do shows like this, it would be nice to reference the characters as opposed to always just the actor who played the character. Yeah. But, yeah, that makes total sense. So, uh, did you finish with your classic maker, Paul? Yes. Okay, so Deb, finish us out with the things we love most about Galaxy Quest. Well, mine mine was the same, the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best lines I thought was, because I've thought it many times before, it's, the, the person who wrote this episode should die. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice something I never noticed? Huh. I, I'm sorry to get a little, uh, I don't know what the word is for Picky. <laughs> Nitpicky. No, but right when she sees the uh, those clamper, stomper things. Yes. It's, uh, we got to go through that. She said, well, screw that. Oh, it's the F but, word in the actual filming. Yeah, you, her lips say, say the F word. Yeah. I never well, noticed you that know before. What? They um they talked about that in the in in the behind the scenes on the oh, DVD. Oh wow! And they said they said um so they were they were like it was such it was such a perfect uh they said it was such mm-hmm. a perfect response 
And so they thought, well, you know, what are we going to do about that? And and so to avoid, it's like an in-joke. If you pay yeah. attention, you get the real thing. If you okay. don't pay attention, it's she didn't say that. When, you know, she says yeah. well, that. And I didn't pick it up until I didn't pick it up because I wasn't watching her. her uh-huh. yeah. mouth. You're just listening. Yeah. Uh, until until I, I listened to the extras and then they showed her saying it. And I was like. Oh, yeah, that's definitely what she said. Well, what's weird is because I was reading the subtitles and she said, screw that. But it didn't sound like screw. It sounded like screw or rue or or something. I was like, what is she saying there? So that it wasn't clear, at least in my watching, which was weird. And then I was watching her lips. What is she saying? She's saying screw it. I was like, oh my gosh. She's saying something totally different. Awesome, guys. So a lot of love we had for this movie. But before we get to the so things far. that we had quibbles with or we really just did not like, uh, let's we like oh to go out gosh. to social media or the times when we uh, record live. If you are in the chat, you can also share your memories. And we'll actually start with one of those. So Dale says, uh, I'm not into dudes, but I thought Tim Allen looked good for his role. Somewhat reminiscent of how <laughs> William Shatner would look for Star Trek uh, 2 through 6. V-I is 6, yeah. Uh, without the need of a toupee, of course. Uh, and then uh, he also said his classic maker is the shot of outer space when, the tran- when they transport Tim Allen back to Earth. Just seeing that shot of outer space thinking, there is a god. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that's right. So thank you, Dale, for that feedback. Now, from social media, uh, we have from Ryan R. Jackson. He said, "Saw this movie in the theater. Remain, uh, saw this movie in the theater. Remains one of my faves to this day. Great story, great comedy, great acting. What's not to love?" Uh, Sean Davis oh, we'll tell you. says, "Never give up, <laughs> never surrender. One of my favorites for sure." Steve Hamilton says, "The best Star Trek movie of all time." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim they Allen certainly got it right. Uh, Tim Allen, Alan Rickman, and Sam Rockwell had the biggest laughs. I believe it's a cult classic now, and that the last time I saw it held up pretty well. So this is a question he has for us: If you could be a part of any space team in pop culture, which one would it be? Why is it the Ares Three from The Martian? <laughs> so apparently, he would be part of the Ares Three from The Martian. But how about you guys? For me, it'd be Firefly, the crew of the Serenity. That'd be my people I'd be teamed up with. I would like to be teamed up with this. I know that I responded that way with uh, in the on social media that this crew would be fun. Every I, I you know I think of like the crew on the Millennium Falcon or others, and I'm like, you know what? They're not as fun of a crew as this. Yeah, they're they're and, not. It's it's kind of. Sad, but well, I don't know if that's necessarily sad. But that's not necessarily what they're going for, and yeah, in that so exactly. It's like what are what yeah. What are your what is your preference? Mm-hmm. How about you, Deb? Oh, I'm because I love sci-fi so much. <laughs> Too many. I can't pick. Yeah. Which yeah. version of the USS Enterprise <laughs> would you like to be aboard? Paul knows me too well. <laughs> <laughs> and you why know, is it the Kelsey Grammer? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I would have to be the original crew, although I would love to be a part of Next Generation too. <clears throat> but yeah. you know what? To be, I mean, if those characters were real, right? Oh. I would love to be around Spock and and Bones and and Kirk to see them <laughs> interact. And yeah, one of no. my favorite Deep Space Nine. Uh, episodes is when when they travel back in time and they they're on the starship enterprise from the original series yeah uh, captain um uh captain cisco and jadzia they're oh he's captain there he's not commander oh i can't remember but to me he's a captain so i mean he <laughs> does get promoted down the road but <laughs> he's a captain in our hearts Yes, yes. Okay. Well, let's continue that, with the uh, trials and tribulations. Sorry. Well, yes, go. trials and tribulations. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. Well, uh, Mrs. Lomax says I'd team up with Spock. So <laughs> wherever Spock is, apparently that's where she wants to be. All right. Fair enough. So uh, shoot him out the casket and. Uh, oh no. Oh my gosh. He did come back to life, Paul. Wow. Anyway. And he and the rest of the other crew. Uh, in the movies, anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Good point. All right. So back to feedback. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, Kristen Rich Vicker, Victor, Victor uh, left us the Never Give Up, Never Surrender gif. So thank you. Uh, Becky Williams says, love it. Uh, one of my favorites. You are our, la yeah. you are our last hope. Uh, oh, you did well. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, Dixie Thomp said... We need your help. And then uh, the Blee said, love this movie. And uh, hashtag maybe you're just the maybe you're just the plucky comic relief. Uh, yeah. Patrick Kramer says, I love it. I like it better now as the TV series, The Orville. <laughs> uh, Glenn Farrell said, never saw it, so nothing. I guess he doesn't have it. Really? Oh, you're missing out, Glenn. And then uh, Bethany Knight uh, left us the Balthazar. B Balthazar? Balthazar? Balthazar. Balthazar, whatever. Bath uh, soap suds. Yeah, him. Uh, the One of him laughing gifts. So thank you all so much for leaving us feedback and or being in the in the live chat here, leaving us feedback there. Uh, we love hearing what you have to say about these old movies. And now you may not love hearing what we have to say in terms of the things we didn't like about galaxy quest. I guess that depends on if you're a fan or not, but we are going to do it nonetheless. So I'm going to start all true. off with something I disliked. And that's, and I, this is, this is my first one because I think you could actually dispute it. <clears throat> You remember uh, toward the beginning when they're in the convention? Uh, nope, I disputed. I don't Tim Allen slash Nesbeth, Nesbeth, whatever, uh, goes into the bathroom. Nesmith, thank you. Goes into the bathroom. Mrs. Nesbeth. That's what confuses me. Thank you. That's what it is from Toy Story. Anyway, so he goes in the bathroom, and those two like hooligans, the two Utes, come in to use the bathroom, and they're they're Utes. talking. I'm sorry, you aren't the two youths, uh, and they're talking bad about him. And I just at the in the moment while I was watching, I'm like, "Well, first let me ask you this, Deb: How much is it to go to the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas? Like the tickets for the convention, not like flights and stuff, but just the convention." But itself. this isn't a Vegas hey, convention. Hey, hey, this hey, is hey, a lesser one. I'm not asking you, Paul. Well, I 
just just I know where you're going with this. Several hundred dollars at least. Okay, well, that's all I need to know. I will take my assertions from that. So these two kids spent a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars, a thousand dollars to get into this convention. convention I would to get say into they this could get in for twenty five each. Am I talking? I think I'm talking. I think you. <laughs> I'm are, the captain yeah. now. <laughs> I'm Paul. I'm talking about total. I, I, I know, I'm thinking, but this kind of convention, if they're there for a one day or one afternoon, as opposed to like a three day or longer, um, they this kind of convention, they could probably, especially back in 1999, I'm thinking it's anywhere from 20 to $40. Regardless. I, yeah. Regardless yeah, of... Regardless. They had to spend money, most likely $1,000 each, to get into this convention. <laughs> And then they're going, they're going in just to mock people that they could like stand yeah. outside and mock. I don't that made yeah. no sense to me. I mean, p- think yeah. about your ROI, teenagers. Sheesh. Yeah. But uh, whatever ROI is, return on investment, Paul. Oh, okay, thank you. Because <clears throat> I'm sure they're the youths are going to be thinking about that. But yeah, exactly. and also you could refute this because apparently that whole scene was based on something that actually happened to William Shatner. Again, according to uh-huh. IMDb. So I guess all right. Well, if if it's a real thing, then there you go. Yeah. Well, the I'll tell you um, in the in the extras that I saw, the reason they wrote this scene was because this really happened. A guy, one of the one of the writers or screenwriters, went into the bathroom at a convention because they were checking out. You know, they were doing research to know what to how to portray a convention. And there were three Klingons standing at the urinals. (laughs) And so he said, oh, I have to write this scene in here. (laughs) That is pretty funny. But that is true because, I I mean, as far as people dissing the actors, um, it depends on who they're there for. You know, like oh, like, I guess um, it could be maybe, there for... maybe the whole reason they came was to, was to see Gwen's character, and the or the whole reason they came, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so if their folk, if their focus is not on the whole thing, you know, they're just they just want to see one part of it. It's very possible they could they could act like that. But it seems yeah. like you could you could get a lot more bang for your buck, you know, spending a hundred thousand dollars to to get in this convention. <laughs> Just you could spend that so much, in so many other ways to get the same thing. But whatever, you could I mock them online. You yeah. know what? That goes into uh, one of my dislikes, and <clears throat> that's basically, a, it's the same thing. It's logic. Oh, okay. And uh, the the lack of it. I mean, there is that silly line of. Uh, Justin's long character saying, oh, I knew this was real. I knew aliens were real. No, I knew, like, oh, it, it was all real. The show was real. Like, no, the, nobody's thinking the show is Actually, real. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, no, just... no, guys. You know, diehard fans. I'm telling you, diehard fans. They, they think it's real? They, they want it to be come across no, no, I anyone mean, who verbally acknowledged that they thought the Star Trek show really happened. Well, no, he was saying I knew it was real only yeah, because like the ship it, it's 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 that it's that thing where you want something so bad to be real. Yeah. And when it finally happens you you just say 
oh, I knew it was real. Yeah. He didn't really know, but but he he was so close to believing it. Well, that's not my interpretation. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. <laughs> but moving on, what was really bothering me, and this is going back to the logic, and and this goes back to story writing. You want to get to the point where uh, Tim Allen's character tells the other alien um, it's fake, it's not real. But how they get to that, it defies logic and defies all reasoning, and it's a story cheat and it's a cop-out, and it, it kind of ruins it for me. And it starts by saying, um, what's the main evil alien? Saris. His name? Saris <laughs> is talking to Tim Allen, he's like, you're the captain, like, uh, or the commander. The commander knows every bolt, every piece of the ship, and that's a bunch of baloney. Because no, it's the not. Captain, I get, I no, get no, the, no. A, ca- a, a ship that size that wouldn't know because there's people in charge. You have the guy head of engineering that knows engineering. A ship that's like fifty or a hundred people. Yes, a commander can know, or some like the size of the Firefly. <laughs> The commander could know, but a ship that size, they're not going to know. You have highly specialized people that know certain areas, and he is there as a commander. He wouldn't know. Um, and and why would he say, because I'm not the commander? Paul, you know, that just doesn't make sense because he was hired to be the commander. Let me listen. And Debbie may be able to back me up on this, maybe, or you could agree with Paul, but I am not too long ago, maybe. Uh, a year or so ago, me and Christy finished watching through all of The Next Generation. Okay. Um, countless episodes. Picard's like, the crew's gone because some catastrophe happens, and he knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly where to go. He knows where all the... the where are the, the... But not all commanders do. Well, okay, but if this is a... If Timon's character is every... a stand-in for all the best commanders, okay. or all the commanders of that okay. type, it seems like okay, he would fine. It's just pointing out that the non-reality of the movie. What? Wait, this yeah, isn't a documentary? That's part of that. And that, I think, I think that fits with what we were just talking about. It's, it's taking the, it's taking the, the different, no, no. Yes. And, okay. and making it go over the top. Like, like where the guy says, oh, yeah, I know. knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yes. That's, exactly. That's it's, over it the doesn't top. make any sense. <laughs> and it's just throwing me out of the movie. Come on, uh, think this through. Deb. But uh, to to on the other hand, I agree with Paul in that um, I would think I would think Kirk doesn't know every every single thing that's going on with his ship. Oh, and but, since he's more of a Kirk character, yeah. Okay. Uh, now Scotty, Scotty would know. He oh. knows every bolt and every you know every little tiny piece. Yeah. But, no, he doesn't know the bolts in the kitchen. <laughs> But Kirk. Oh wait, it's Big Fat Scotty. Yeah, he does. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Scotty, up in heaven. <laughs> right. Um, or in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, Stop while you're behind, so, Paul. But but most commanders, most captains of their ships, they know they they can feel like when when something is not quite right with the ship they can tell they have a sense mm-hmm. when when something is not right so i i think that 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 was just you know we're going to go over the top with with that part That's so yeah. 
We're Deb, spending way too much time. Deb, on this yeah. Was there anything that was like too over the top for you, or was just illogical for you that you disliked, or was were your just was one of your just like something completely different? Um, I have two kind because I liked it so much. I have two kind of small Go nitpicky things, and then my cl- my tragic maker has an over the top kind of thing. But um, but my my first thing I didn't like. I thought the little blue aliens were so cute, but oh my gosh, when they turned mean, I was like, oh, I, I didn't like that part. <laughs> like, oh, you're not supposed to, so they did a good job. I, well, yes, or, I, or, do you, or do you mean the, uh, the way they did the effects didn't work? Like it looked too cheesy or too out of place? No, no. It's just it too scary. <laughs> it's just, I just didn't. It was creepy. I just okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're going to help him. Yeah, and I, I love Sam Rockwell's line when he says, do you even watch the, the show? show? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, that was just, you know, you said, what what was your dislike? That yep. was one of my dislikes. I didn't like that part. <laughs> very, very fair. Uh, Paul, let's go back to you. What's another thing you didn't like? Were you scared by the uh, teeth? No, but here's something that always bothers me. Uh, time traveling Tim Taylor. Because <laughs> he time travels Why? in so many movies? I guess the Santa Claus no. kind of. Yeah. Tim Allen. I said Tim Taylor for because it was, you know, the alliteration of the T's. Anyway. Got it. Why is it only whenever anyone time travels in a movie out of convenience, it's only the one guy that remembers what happens before? I, like, I did notice that. I said, why is it that Tim Tim is the one remembering? I think it's because he pushed the button. He touched the handle, but he, he asked Alan Rickman to activate it. I'm like, how would he know to ask him to well, activate it? He doesn't know what to do the, because of the episode. The right? handle so, has a DNA imprint that somehow right. makes the Omega 13 know. know, oh, this person's DNA oh, don't might wet his molecules. <laughs> I don't like that logic because it doesn't make sense. So either nobody remembers what happens or he does, which is cool. Because then he could, like, I, I'm fine with the whole 13 seconds because, honestly, I think he needed more than 13 I seconds. I counted. There, so, it happened in 13 seconds. Okay, I believe you. But if I was him, I'd be tempted to go back 13 seconds again and again and again and just keep doing it over and over until you go back more and more. <laughs> anyway. Gosh, <laughs> But it doesn't make sense that he remembers and nobody else. So we'll move forward. That's I know right. that it's a cheap... Because he's the one that activated it or touched it, but I, I still don't know. Know what else doesn't make sense, Paul? That yeah, you're not, you're... they crash this huge ship into a convention center, yeah. and they're not worried yeah. about anyone suing for liability. Everyone's just, <laughs> no, there's no injuries. All the deaths in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's just, oh, it's, it's good. These people, they're great. It's fine. Saris is the only casualty. I'm like, oh. yeah. I know that's that's ridiculous because like just like the time thing, it's kind of movie logic. But for some yeah. reason, that really like was that seemed so, almost not so overboard. It is cool that that happened like that, but that seemed like it would just inevitably injure too many people, and they didn't um, speak to that at all. It's like, oh, just lucky chance. No one got hurt by that. 
And they happen to be right there at the convention. Such movie logic. Yeah, sheesh. Anyway. That was 1999. I think. I think with all the terrorism and and everything that we've seen um, since then, I think we're too aware of of you know for audiences at that time. People's like, eh, it's just a movie. You yeah, know, that's a good point. That's we're good we're point. not we're not we're not going to worry about you know what about the people that get hurt from that. But now it's too. It's more real than it was then. Yeah. Now you can't show a western because they're you know uh, they're getting rid of all the Native Americans. They oh how dare they call them Indians? Like, <laughs> oh, you mean the the word Indians are getting rid of, or they're yeah. actually like in the movie no, they're, they're actually killing getting them. massacring their their wife. What is it when you wipe out uh, an entire nation? Genocide. Yeah, they're trying to genocide anyway. What I'm saying is we become too sensitive. Okay. Well, then, 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 yes, there or, are times when you can be too sensitive, but I don't think we can avoid wondering about all the people that got hurt because the plane went and crashed through the convention center. I mean, we're just too, it, it's, it's um and I want to know about who's going to cover the cost of all that damaged merchandise they plowed through. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was it was a bit of a nitpick on my part. Uh, Deb, why don't you give us your last little nitpick and then we'll get to our tragic makers. And this is my um modesty coming out. I really didn't appreciate Gwen's uniform being torn and she just like leaves her chest hanging out. <laughs> you know what? It's so interesting. So again, we're doing this live now. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. And Dale pretty much just a moment ago said the same thing. She, he said, Sigourney Weaver's uniform coming apart or tearing toward the end um, is something he had a problem with. So you're not alone. Yeah, Dale. I, I- I'm like, okay, you know, tear her uniform, but at least show her trying to cover up her herself, you know. Well, you got to talk to Miss Weaver about that. Asking, asking someone to, uh, to you know, give her a T-shirt or something. But I suspect that that's part of her. That's part of her character's. Uh, I was about to say n- nobody batted an eye, so it probably happened a lot in the show. Just like Tim losing his shirt a lot in the oh, show. Oh, sure, sure. I but see that, what you're saying, yeah. But I think that... Uh, I think what the, they were trying to show was that she her her standards of morality were were lower, you know, as the, as the dumb blonde, you know, and then as somebody who's, uh, you know, she's used to using her body to to uh, move her through life instead of, you know, it's that kind of, that kind of stereotype. So I think I will play devil's advocate. Maybe I will play devil's advocate and just say that you're kind of facing a lot of peril by the time that's happening. So I don't think that's going to be the top of your top of mind. Oh my gosh. I'm coming out of it. Okay. Well, all right. Fair enough. It's better. All this other stuff is See, boring. like I said, you gotta take Crap. it up with Sigourney. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sort of on topic of this, a quick side note again, IMDb trivia, but apparently, though, that whole um, moment where she says towards the beginning, um, the TV Guard article w- was six paragraphs of 
how her oh, boobs yeah. fit into her, her suit. Apparently, that's based on a real thing where someone asked Jerry Ryan, who played Seven of Nine in Star Trek Voyager, that same type of thing happened to her, where someone wrote up a bunch of several paragraphs about that. I'm like, really? That because that seems all, almost too too uh, out there to have been really happening. No, but I guess no. Yeah, only six? Come on. You need six pages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you a, a true life story. They made her uniform so tight. Seven of um, Nines her, or Sigourney yes. Weaver? Okay. Seven of Nines, the first day of shooting that she passed out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so they... Uh, so they said, yeah. no more saran wrap. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Jean Jean Ronberry was a was a big fan of uh, making the women quite attractive, you know, in skimpy outfits and so forth, and and it's kind of a it's kind of a Star Trek in I guess piece of knowledge that you know for their women uh, they for their women actors they kind of go overboard when it comes to making them as attractive as possible well there you go then it fits the 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 trope or whatever you want to call it oh good point stereotype yeah yeah you could still not like it though (laughs) that's true all right well now let's get now that we've talked about some of those things we just like let's get to the things we hated the most about galaxy quest there's gotta be something uh, I that, hated that Sigourney Weaver didn't show as much skin as an Orion <laughs> slave girl. Oh what? <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, I figured. What's your actual tragic maker, Paul? The thing you dislike most? Okay. The thing that I. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so apparently. The thing that I hated most was the Tim Allen tribe tra- traveling. Don't, <laughs> 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 but, but um, Paul, you just talked about no, that. I, yeah, so I'm going back and I'm hitting the, the Omega 13, going back. Okay. Lots of, I'm hitting it several times. And Got I'm going it. back before. Okay. Um, Everyone said that they liked the scene of like Tim Allen in the traveling goo when he's looking out into space. Looking out into space was fantastic. Yeah, but the Tim Allen and the traveling goo was not. Yeah, that's the probably the worst effects. effect. Yeah. Yes. And, and I agree that the aliens, the little uh, miners, not miners. <laughs> <laughs> miners, not I miners. The special effects with, the, with them and the time traveling goo were. It took me out of the moment. They're not as crisp and qual and quality or whatever. The quality isn't there as much as some of the other special effects. Yeah, and it's. So. I guess it's notable that those were the those were all CG as opposed to Saris and the the rock monster. I, I think looked really good for being all CG. Yeah, that's passable because it's rocks. I'm like, look, I don't Fine, think you get better than that. Fine, whatever. Okay, so. But the, those special effects, you just really, really yeah. disliked. Okay. But Very the fun. the 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 idea of time travel only one person remembers time travel is used in so many movies, and I think it's a cheat. All right. Good to know. And uh, Deb, what's your tragic maker for Galaxy Quest? My tragic maker is that I think they went a little bit too over the top when when. With Sam Rockwell, some of his lines when oh, really? he was like, 
so and you know i was watching this late at night or or you know in the evening so mm -hmm. maybe but it, it was really starting to annoy me, especially when he was grabbing Sigourney Weaver's hands and saying, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. It was like, <laughs> he was scared Gary. for his life. He's out in the middle of nowhere. He knows what's going on <laughs> more than anybody else. You know? I'm like, seriously? I'm, I'm like, seriously, man up. <laughs> well, you know that fight or flight moment? He yeah. was on flight, and he had nowhere to go. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying that, and I have never, and it's never hit me that, that way before. Yeah, uh, he, but he it, does get annoyingly, uh, I will say that, yeah, some of his. And then, like, and then yeah. sometimes when uh, Laredo was, was freaking out, I'm like, get a grip, buddy. You know, <laughs> you're a grown man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was oh that was kind of annoying so sometimes that took me out of the movie i was like oh come on this is too much and i so just kept tilting my head like you know a little more to the right, yeah. <laughs> to the right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right well um i can't say that my tragic maker is any better or worse than those, but it, it's among the things like uh, Paul was saying with, he didn't like some of the logic holding up to this movie. Yeah. And I, yeah. and maybe you guys have an answer for this for me, but okay. okay. They're, they just got the beryllium sphere back onto the shuttle on that planet. Yeah. The aliens are coming after him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, yes, the alien minor miners are coming after him. And everyone's on on the ship, and they're closing the doors. And then Timon decides to jump off the beryllium sphere. I'm like, oh. I thought he fell off. No, it, it seems like he decided he purposefully no, let I go. Thought, I thought he jumped off too. I was like, what? He's yeah. inside. Why is he get it, take going out? Exactly. I don't. He I, fell off. Move on. <laughs> he didn't because fall you're right. off. It doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like yeah. So. That that was my charger maker because I don't think he fell <laughs> and it doesn't make sense that he would just let go. Just I can't believe he's that much of a has that much of a either a messiah complex or that thinks he's, he's that, that indestructible. Much yeah, that much machismo to be like, oh, I'll take these aliens on or whatever comes when it's obvious he's that they'll kill. He doesn't have any motivations. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have any vulnerable spots. No, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. So those were the things we just liked most about Galaxy Quest. Now that we've entered all our targeting information into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Okay, do we rate Galaxy Quest a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. Or a nostalgic, meaning it's only worth re-watching if you maybe enjoyed it as a kid. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time today, whether or not you've seen it before. Let's start with our guest, Deb. How do you rate Galaxy Quest? Well, I, I was borderline for, for a while. Mm -hmm. between classic and nostalgic because really yeah i was um i was like oh that that guy really got <laughs> my nerves. 
the guy guy really got him my nerves. But because come on, uh, yeah, let's give it for up for guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But because um, part of part of writing something a classic is would you recommend this? And so I thought yes. If somebody said, should I watch it? I would say definitely, yes, you need to watch it. Yeah. So I, I stand by my original thought that it should be a classic because even though, and I would, I would give a little caveat saying, you know, some things might be over the top, but it's definitely a must see. Do you think someone who doesn't like sci-fi would still enjoy this? Oh, I'll get it. I'll get into that. Okay. All right. Well, fine, Paul, yeah, if you want to take I, it away. Yeah. Ahead, she says yes. If if someone doesn't like sci-fi, go ahead and give it a watch. Me, I agree that there, there are moments over the top, and yes, some of the logic doesn't fit. And also, sci-fi comedy is such a rare uh, category and niche that there's people that don't like either or the combo of both. Mm-hmm. That it it it's really hard to recommend uh, a movie like this to everybody in general, mm-hmm. but I would, in this case, I would recommend this movie, even if you don't like sci-fi and sci-fi comedy, mm-hmm. I would say, give it a shot because despite its flaws, I, I think there are uh, more redeemable moments and characters overall than um, the ridiculousness of it. All righty. So that's two classics. And you'd think I'd make this a three-peat or a, not three-peat, but a three. Uh, no, because you hate movies. That's true. I hate movies. Oh, but wait, this isn't an old Disney movie. So obviously I rate this a classic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you almost had me going there for a little bit. Oh, really? Oh, finally. Yeah. I, finally. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I enjoy this movie. I enjoyed this movie so much, and it was um, definitely heed Paul's warning before. Don't watch it like every year or every six months or anything like that. But every couple of years, probably or or more, is probably the best uh, frequency, and it, it will, I think, stand the test of time. Especially if you have some of those in jokes of Star Trek or are interested in Star Trek, yeah. and maybe go and watch yeah. Star Trek, then come back to this and like, oh no, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that because um, I um, either it was in the extras or it was in something I read on IMBD in the reviews. But they said if you if you haven't seen like any Star Trek episodes or anything in that genre, then it's harder to pick up on the on the um, on the in jokes. And yeah. somebody said that they had not watch Star Trek, and then they went and watched a few episodes, and then they enjoyed Galaxy Quest so much more. Okay. Yeah. The more you like Star Trek, the more chances you're going to get the jokes. Interesting. Very cool. Well, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Galaxy Quest, a unanimous classic movie. We would definitely recommend you go out and see this, especially, well, maybe not especially, but whether or not you've seen it before. All right. Okay, Francisco, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you, Paul, maybe. Okay, Galaxy Quest or Spaceballs? Why you got come at me like that, bro? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's good, Paul. That's good. Is this like if I cho- 
choose one, the other has never existed, oh, or just no, which no, I prefer no. what, more? Do you have a preference between the two? Oh. Between the That's two, like asking you... Francisco which child he loves the most. <laughs> oh, I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go. Right, but I tell I'm going to go with <laughs> Spaceballs just because I think that covers um, a lot more sci-fi references. Uh, yeah. Then this is pretty much just in the niche of Star Trek. Yeah, where's Trek. the alien reference? Or the Star Wars references, like the Force and yeah, all of that. So, yeah, all right. That's so, Paul, which, which one it, would I like the most? Galaxy Quest, of course. <laughs> and for you, Paul? I like- oh, go, sorry, Jeff. I don't know. It really depends on my mood because the comedy is very different. You Even and your they're moods. both sci-fi comedies. Yeah, it all That's depends on the true. mood. That's very true. It's very different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I would love to. I con- might say. I might say Galaxy Quest. Actually, I'd love to continue this, <laughs> but given the time frame. But Spaceballs is probably more quotable. <laughs> anyway, I w- I would address the chat too, but we're we're up against the clock here, so we gotta go. All right. Bye bye. Alice, that type of go fall. Uh, now that we've uh, okay, we've talked up Galaxy Quest. Now let's get back to our own time. Good old 2018. Alice, can you do that for us? 2018. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Oh, yeah. So is the ship fixed yet, Paul? You're still working on no. that? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, got, I got our emails in here now that we're back in our own time. And uh, we got right. uh, a bit of feedback. Um, Rathion on Twitter is still like, tweeting a lot about when he finishes an episode, tells us what he thought, and that's so great to get that feedback. I I pulled out one of his, though, and he said, "Uh, also, I'm listening through the episodes available, and even for movies I haven't watched, the episodes contain amazing references and jokes and even motivation to watch the movie. So keep it up, everyone. So thank you so much, Rathion, for all your feedback. It's really awesome hearing from you. Now, uh, when I announce... Of course, you can vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And you can contact us at, you probably guessed it, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How, how else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? They can find us on the web by uh, Googling Retro Rewind Podcast, uh, all in quotes. And there's another Retro Rewind Podcast that's not us. Don't go to them. They're probably nice guys, but I don't know. But you can find us at Retro Rewind Pod on social medias like Facebook, uh, you know, the big three. Twitter Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Twitch and YouTube and well, not YouTube. Uh, we're we're the full Retro Rewind podcast on YouTube. Yes. When so we get enough subscribers there, I'll change it. But we're not anywhere near that yet. So no, I thought we were sticking it to the other Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast. Ah, I took your My YouTube. Gosh, <laughs> no, not quite. So, yeah. All right. And how uh, about you, you Paul? Find, yeah, you can find me, Paul J. Powers. At pauljpowers.com. I have all my social media links there and you can contact me there. So, and uh, you can also listen to the next episode when we cover. Uh, uh, it's oh, going to be Ewoks Battle for Endor. Oh, sweet. I like that cartoon. <laughs> Not the cartoon, the movie. 
Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah, the second Ewok movie, yeah. TV movie, right? Yes, exactly. So yeah, we. Oh, and I then, think you guys were doing Dragonheart. That'll be that'll come after, but because Solo yeah. is coming out, we wanted to go ahead and release this star this Star Wars episode that we've had in the can for a while because it made makes sense to do so now. Yeah, Star well, Wars stuff yeah, coming out. Of course. Yeah, we had our Star Trek. Now it's time for Star Wars. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, check out that review, especially if you if you haven't seen that movie in a while, but you did as, you enjoyed it as a kid. Be sure to check that out. Exactly. So thank you and so what's much. What's the name of it again? Ewok Adventure Battle for Endor, or just Ewok's no the Ewok. Ba- there's not an adventure. That's the first one. Oh, that's but it's right. It's Ewok's Battle for Endor. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Paul, so much for being a heroic friend. And co-host. Yeah, I'm still cleaning. I think the alien, another alien ship, left their uh, their spaceport open, and because there's some a- green alien things oh, hitting our no. ship that I'm trying to clean off. Please do, please. I appreciate you being out there using your bazooka powers to get rid of all that stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I really appreciate doing this show with you. I'm also Likewise. thank you. I'm also very grateful to our guests for taking the time to discuss Galaxy Quest with us. Deb, please tell us how we can find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, no, I don't have anything to promote, and they can contact me through the show. Yeah, so take that other re- Retro Rewind <laughs> podcast. Yeah, can't get at Deb through you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, um, so thank you again, Deb. And But most of all, I appreciate you. Yes, you listening right now. Whether you're on the outside of a ship trying to patch holes or get rid of aliens or you're doing the dishes or whatever you're doing. <laughs> Paul, turn your comms off. I can hear you working out there. Sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of space junk out here. <laughs> um, but I shouldn't be able to hear it because it's the vacuum in space. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, but not in my helmet. Oh, good point. <laughs> Anyway, uh, whether this is your first time, back to you, listener, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're a part of our Radical Rewinder community, thank you for spending time with us, and we really pray that you're more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter at and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies community, uh, uh, Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Uh, you can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, you can catch us uh, all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. What are you doing? Don't end the episode now. Are there more podcasts to listen to afterwards? You don't know. <laughs> <laughs>